Blog Talk Radio.
working for Coke, you know, for you up-and-coming artists, for you established artists, for, you know, my literary community um, brand um, loyalty um, from your supporters and your fans, but being able to also promote that brand the way that it needs to be promoted um, is, 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 it's just, it's important, you know, um, for those that are up and coming, for establishing your brand, for those that are already invested, you know, seasoned, um, it, it's a way for you to take your brand to the next level. So um, it's very, very important. I just wanted to take the opportunity to say congratulations, Mommy, um, on 40 years of pure excellence. And people are like, what is she going to do now? Well, you know, she went to Nicaragua last October with Coke on a mission trip. She leaves on the 27th, going back for another 10 days. Um, to kind of start, or I'm sorry, kind of build upon what she started back in October. And then from there, she'll be in South Africa. Like every month, my mom's going to be in another country. You know, people are like, oh, she gets to slow down and rest. Nah, nah. Now she's going to be working for the community and just doing really big things. I hope she goes into politics. I want to be a campaign manager, no doubt. Uh, also, uh, most of you know my oldest son is in the military, and he's preparing for deployment in October um, to Kuwait. So he finally left on, on Saturday. I, I lost both my kids on Saturday. Um, I didn't lose them, you know, just for temporary, temporary. Um, but my, my son went to uh, Fort Irwin. They call that Death Valley. And I was asking some other soldiers, like, you know, what what is it, really that hot? And they were like, yeah, it's in the Mojave Desert. Um, it is significantly hot. I mean, I know he was drinking mad water before he left here, but um, that's the reason why. So just keep him, uh, those of you who, who believe in the power of prayer, keep him lifted in your prayers um, as he's there for a month. And then he'll leave there, come home for two weeks, and then he'll be in Fort Bliss for two months. Uh, and he'll, he will, um, what do you call it, deploy in Fort Bliss, all right? So, um, and also my daughter left for California on Saturday morning as well. I mean, the crack of dawn, like 4 o'clock, she had to be at the airport. And uh, people have been asking me, like, all week, like, like, didn't your daughter graduate? Yeah. But she still has obligations to her high school FCCLA team. They got there Saturday afternoon. They actually competed today. Um, they got a lot of positive feedback from the judges. Um, so, and they'll be back this coming Saturday, hopefully bringing home the gold. Yes, yes. All right. Um, Sunday ended uh, Black Music Month. Sunday also ended Pride Month. Now, you know, like, like any other um, holiday or month that is celebrated, you know, it just doesn't end with that month. It continues, um, especially for those people in the LGBTQIA, yes, I got it all this time, community. Um, but the, I think the biggest part for the ending of Pride will be Lil Nas X's announcement. Um, I'm sorry, his, his it wasn't really an announcement. It was more of a coming out in a more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? And I said the word all week, I don't even know. And a more, um, he did it his own way. All right, let's say that. He did it his own way. And so I've had people, you know, question, you know, like, how do you feel about it? Because I've constantly, I've made just comments about the lyrics in, you know, his, his song, Old Town Road. And, so I've been asked questions like, you know, the past two days, like, how do you feel now that he's come out? And like somebody put like the, the hip hop community is, is going to like shun him and, you know, um, he won't be appreciated or accepted anymore in the hip hop community. And I'm like, what does his um, sexual orientation have to do with, with his talent um, and how people uh, perceive his music? You know, first and foremost, he, we knew him as, as this artist. Um, who came on the scene with this crazy hit, you know, crossed over into the uh, country slash trap <laughs> genre. Um, and that's, that's all we knew, you know what I mean? So what what difference does it make now that, you know, he's stated his sexual orientation, um, he's, he's classifying himself as gay? Like, what, what, how does that, how does that affect him and his music, you know? And somebody said something earlier today. They said, you know, um, well, he said in his latest tweet, like, I'm straight, um, but I didn't really get it, you know. And I said, well, think about it. You know, he's not now going back on what he said. He's not trolling for, you know, the comments or whatever, but um, he's straight, like, literally. He's he's still cool. People, you could still fuck with him because 
um, he gave you this information, you know, uh, stop being so homophobic and, and just, just get with it. Like how many other um, hip hop artists and rappers are out there that we knowingly know of, not the ones that are still on the deal, but the ones that we know of, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're still having declined. If you opt not to listen to his music, then so be it. You know what I mean? Um, people just always need something to talk about. And I just think that this isn't, this isn't that thing you need to talk about. You want to talk about something? Let's talk about 15-year-old Corey Coco Goff. Right? She's the, the little girl, the young lady, I'm sorry, the young lady who defeated Venus Williams yesterday at Wimbledon. 15 years old, yes. And and she had the opportunity to not only play against one of her idols, but defeat her as well in a 6-4, 6-4 match. Um, just a little bit about... Uh, Coco. <laughs> Her real name, like I said, is Corey, and she's the youngest player to get to Wimbledon. Like, I thought the girl who beat Serena last year was, like, the youngest. So maybe she has some other... No, she was, like, Asian and, and the first Asian. Alright, there we go. Alright, thank you. So she is the youngest to appear at Wimbledon. She had to work her butt off to get there. Um, she did pass three rounds of qualifying, including defeating um, Belgian great um her name is Greek Menon. she defeated her and uh that young lady is ranked 154th in the world and golf was actually ranked at 313th in the world um she comes from a family of athletes her father was a basketball player at Georgia State and her mother ran track for Florida State um, so it's very fitting for her to you know uh, remain athletic she she garnered the success at a very young age um, she's played at many, many, many um, different um, arenas uh, on many different courts. Um, and this right here is, is I, w- I don't want to say the culmination, but, um, yeah, it's the start of an awesome career. And she got a chance to talk to Venus afterwards, who congratulated her and let her know that, you know, she was um, destined for much more success. She goes on to play, I want to say, the number 33rd. Uh, 32nd, one of those. She goes on to play her later on this week, and so we're cheering for her and and wishing her much success right here from from Indy Fire. I'm talking enough. I want to jump right into my interview. My guest this evening is Patrice Rivers. She's a 32 year old boss babe who is a journalist and writer. She loves to tell stories about people and their success. She is the proud owner of her own brand, that Rivers Girl brand which represents her being an author of six books, a freelance writer, a blogger, and a podcaster of TRGB Radio. Patrice is now the owner of her own magazine, Black Stardom, which you can read on www.blaqstardommag.com. Get to know this boss baby. She strives to be successful as a businesswoman, as an author, Patrice Rivers has authored six books with different genres, such as inspirational, children's fiction, and poetry. Her seventh book, entitled Through My Lens, will be published this year. This will be an inspirational book of poetry. As a writer, she states that writing has always been in her blood since the tender age of nine. She has freelanced for several publications over the last 10 years. Patrice has written for women's magazines to entertainment magazines. And as a journalist, Alongside of writing, storytelling has always been a passion for Patrice. She has interviewed more than 100 people, ranging from business owners to music artists to public figures to celebrities. Her first cover story was actually with Tanya Acker. Indify listener audience fans and followers, I present to you this evening my guest, I left the word out, entrepreneur, journalist, writer, and author, Patrice Rivers. Hey, how are you? Thank you so much for that. I am well. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. No, I I'm don't great. don't remind me. I don't. I don't need the listeners to remind me. I have a habit that I wait. Like there's a pause after I say your name because I'm waiting, you know, <laughs> for the applause in the background. But I have to realize that I'm the one who hits the button for the applause. So I always right. miss the cue, you know, for myself. <laughs> so yes, I'm gonna cue you. Woo! Yes. Thank you so much for being here with us this evening. You're welcome. Anyway, taking the time and the opportunity to be here with me. And I know this has been a trial, some um, process for you. We've had to reschedule 
and I think you had to reschedule. Oh, yeah. Then my assistant mm-hmm. was in the hospital. And so, you know, there's a lot of yeah. things, but I'm glad I finally got the opportunity to be here this yes. evening. Me too. Me too. Thank you. So just, just right off, why why this this area? Writing um, and journalism. What inspired you to go into those fields? Well, um, I was actually blessed with that gift. Uh, as you mentioned, at the age of nine, that was something I always saw myself doing. Um, I actually wrote my first creative story. I don't remember the title a long time ago. It was in elementary school. It was just out the blue. And then um, I always had a vivid imagination, um, just, you know, great with words and everything. So I decided to stick with that. So I wrote a lot of short stories. That's how I really got started. Then, of course, high school at the age of 15, um, I started writing poetry. Um, I was inspired to write poetry um, by one of my friends in high school. So, you know, I still write poetry to this day, but actually writing books, like I said, I'm a storyteller. Um, I like creating characters and just creating that story. So that's always something that I enjoy doing. So, of course, uh, I published my first book um, in 2012, my first book that was published. So, yeah, that's something I'm always, you know, I enjoy doing. Um was on the um, newspaper for high school and my college newspaper, So and also freelancing for different publications while in college and freelancing for a local newspaper in Petersburg. So I kept at it, you know, for the last 10-plus years. So it's in my blood. I would definitely think that it was in your blood. Now, you mentioned yeah. that you published your first <laughs> book in 2012. Um, how right. did publishing your first book change your writing process overall? Um, writing my first book, um, it was actually a poetry book, and my parents you know, kind of pushed me to write my first, decided, you know, that I should publish my first book because I made it this far writing. So um, the whole writing process, well, for me, poetry is really, really easy for me. I can just write a poem in like 10 minutes. And when I tell people that, they're like, really? Yeah. Um, And this book, my first book, um, is a book of inspirational poetry, motivational poetry. So it's a lot of different encouragement um, poems inside. So after I published my first book, you know, of course, I'm a published author. Then I continue to write more books. You know, it's a process because, you know, it can take me between two weeks to maybe six months or three months to write a book. It just depends on the genre at the time. Well, you answered my next question. All right, so starting off being telepathic this evening, um, that would have been my next question. Typically, how long does it take you to um, write a book? So once you start the, the whole writing process, um, mm-hmm. you said that you enjoy, you know, um, the, the coming up with the characters. And right. um, when you write from the opposite sex perspective, is that an issue for you? Um, That's kind of funny that you asked me that. I've never written from the opposite sex before. Um, but I will really? myself to do that. Yeah. It's always been female, writing from yeah, female point of view or my characters. But I do have male characters in my books, the fiction ones I've written, but I just never wrote from a No, I take that back. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Um my last my sixth book actually, because um, I had several characters, so of course going back and forth telling all their stories. But it's I mean it's Maybe a little challenge because then you got to really study the male perspective of things. So, mm-hmm. but that okay. particular book, um, it wasn't too hard. But I'm very observant. So yeah, that was only <laughs> one time though. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know that um, uh, you're a journalist as well. Yes. Um, what did you go to school for? Uh, I went to school, major in mass communication, study um, print media for the focus. Okay. So, yeah, definitely, yeah. And so how did you, how how did you? 
and that's how you proceeded on into that's how you proceeded on into um, the career as a journalist. Yes, because um, writing for my college um, newspaper that really really helped a lot. But of course, I had to take news writing. I um, mean, the classes anyway, like three different parts. So that gave me a great opportunity and experience to not only um, write articles, but to interview people as well. So that was a big, big change and a big um, experience for that. So to give me hands-on experience to interview people and um, to be a journalist and tell a story. Somebody, and I, oh, I get the craziest questions. I mean, I don't know where people dig them out of their ass, I guess. I don't know. But somebody <laughs> asked me um, uh, when the promo started for your interview, and, and they said, um, I think they follow you on Instagram. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, you know, she she um, she um got a podcast too, right? And I'm like, yeah. So <laughs> so how does that make you feel? Um, you actually was close-minded. Wait, wait, no, this is what they asked me. How does it make me feel to interview somebody else who also does the same thing? And I said, see, you're one of those close-minded individuals that you don't see outside of the box. You know what I mean? So right. there's going to be something that I'm going to be able to take from this interview to uh, push me to the next level. And there's also right. going to be something that she's going to be able to take from this interview that's going to push her maybe in a different direction. And so right. it's not all about, um, you should tell my artists all the time, you know, you can't um, help. You can't, you can't receive your blessings if you're constantly, you know, closed fist. When you, when you receive blessings, you reach up, you say thank you, God. Um, but if your fist is closed, you know, that's, that's more of an empowerment. You know, you may be struggling right. with something, but you have to open up your hands to be able to receive your blessings. Now, don't keep them closed fist. You now need to right. reach down and be able to pull somebody else up. So, again, I had to state, you know, there may be something that she brings to this interview that's just going to push me to another level and vice versa. But as as a podcaster and as a female podcaster, do you suffer any, you know, resistance from, um, from guests, from uh, those on social media, you know, from your own family? Do you, you suffer any resistance at all? Um, not really, because with social media, you know, it can be tricky. Um, of course, back then, before I had my whole business thing, my platform, of course, I was just on there trying to network and that sort of thing. But now, just focus, I'm trying to focus more on just networking and gaining a more variety of my audience. So it's like strictly business, but then at the same time, um, it can be a challenge because the lack of support from when I'm always talking about that and talking about that for years. And it's like, it's a, I mean, some people support it. It's just mentally for me, I guess it's frustrating, but, you know, so I have mm-hmm. to shut down from Instagram or social media or mainly Instagram because I mainly connect more with my clients on Instagram. People find me more on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to, work on not getting too upset that if someone doesn't support me, you know, I mean, I always support everybody else, but I don't expect, you know, expect it in return. But, of course, they're saying, you know, within the black community, black-owned businesses, you know, a lot of us don't support each other, so that sort of thing. But I try to have that positive vibe when I go on Instagram or social media in general just to promote my brand, you know, just promote, my current promotions from a magazine or whatever, but I don't know, it's just uh, kind of hard at times. Still dealing with that, you know. Yeah, I, I, I completely, um, I completely understand. And every probably once a month, like I got to trip out on somebody on Facebook, um, yeah. or on Instagram, <laughs> um, because you don't have a problem tagging me in everything that you're putting out. Uh, but right. you can't like, you can't share. I can't yeah. even get positive yep. feedback. You I had a post from that. So, Mm-hmm. Yeah, reciprocity, I, I, I believe in reciprocity, you know. Um, yeah. And a lot of people, you know, it's about what I can get, not what I can help you get, not what we can get together. It's, you know, it's all about mm-hmm. me and what I can do for me, you know, what you can do for me. So, right. yeah, I got an issue with that. I'm struggling hard with that, yeah, very hard. But then at the yeah. end of the day, like, I'm, I'm, I don't know, I counsel a lot of people. And um, this one author is having issues with the fact that, you know, um, 
gets a lot of positive feedback from mm-hmm. his fans and his followers. Right. But he wants people like in his church to support him. Um, right. And it, you know, it may not be for them to support you because this is your vision. You know, mm-hmm. these are your dreams. And everybody's not exactly. going to be able to help you face your dreams. And, and right. they're not going to be able to understand your vision because that's your vision. But as long exactly. as you stay tapped in, you know, you got to stay tapped in to what uh, the master has in store for you. And as exactly. long as you walk in that path, you know, you got to walk in that path. As long as you do that, then, you know, screw to other people. That's, that's how I exactly. feel. And yeah. for me, you know, this show for me um, was all about being able to provide um, the avenue um, of expression for the independent community, just to be able to promote, to get their platform out to, you know, maybe a different fan base. Um, it's never been about Definitely. anything else. And I feel like at the end of the day, if that's what I've done, then I'm still walking in my purpose and I'm fulfilling my mission. So right. exactly. that's what I have to remember. You know, I have to remember when people are not uh, for me, the way that I feel like they should be for me, mm-hmm. or they're not, you know, promoting me like I feel like you know I could I promote the hell out of other people but I feel like yeah you me know, too they're not <laughs> hating you know what I'm saying right. I have that's something that I personally have to work on because again I know that if I'm doing on this show what I'm supposed to be doing then my mission is being fulfilled yep so exactly. I can, I wholeheartedly feel you on that right there because that's something that I myself have to work on yeah I want I want to talk about um <laughs> want to talk about what I know you for and uh that's the brand and i realize that everything falls up under the brand um, but the name itself um that rivers girl brand when you started your brand what what was your mission at the outset what were you well, mission um basically i wanted people to understand my audience to understand what is it that i do that patrice rivers does you know um that rivers girl that just came upon I did an intern at Virginia State University, a PR intern, and her website was That Jones Girl. Her first name was Felicia. So I'm like, that's a catchy name. So later down the line, you know, maybe like about six years, five years ago, I just came up with That Rivers Girl. That's kind of stuck because my last name is Rivers. So I kind of want to keep it close to me. Um, I just wanted to show people and let people know and see what I do. Um, as Patrice Rivers. Of course, I'm an author, have my own magazine, um, a journalist, a writer for um, different publications. And I don't really um, say this a lot or promote it a lot, but I do make, you know, bracelets and earrings. I, I don't really promote it mm-hmm. that much, but sometimes I do. So I just want people to understand what I do as an individual. So that name, that Rivers Girl brand, you know, I was trying to, Brand myself, <clears throat> excuse me, brand myself the best way I know how. I think you accomplished that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, what services um, or products do you offer? Well, right now, um, writing services because since I am a writer, I want to give back to the writing community, the whole literary community. Because you know, a lot of small business owners or you know, businesses in general, they may need, they may they may need help. You know, writing a press release or a professional bio, um, cover letter for a job or a content for their website, their blog, things like that. I want to be able to offer. So that's one of my main services, besides my um, promotions and stuff with my magazine. But my main service is the writing services. What would you say is unique about your brand? Hmm, that's a good question. What is unique? Jeez, what is unique about my brand? Lord, that is a good question. Um, I would say for that Rivers Girl, I, mean, I try to do things differently because um, I hate to be like other brands and other businesses. Um, jeez, yeah, that's a mind-blowing question. I like to stand out, I guess, from other, I guess, other writers or authors. I don't know. I'm just trying to offer a lot of resources. Um, there aren't too many people 
that I know of that offer writing services, um, I'm just trying to give back, you know, instead of being that another author. I'm just trying to do more, offering more resources for new authors, for the writing community as a whole. So I'm trying to do that differently, I would say. So I think that's um, what makes my brand unique, per se. That's a good answer. <laughs> Very good answer. Okay, you thank you. Uh, you, mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned resources. Uh-huh. Um, are there any resources that have helped you along your journey? I mean, I'm sure there there are multitude, um, but specifically, what see, resources have you used that have helped you? Uh, well, foremost, as an author, um, the resource of becoming a self-publisher, um, of course, if you are a new author and you don't really know about publishing companies, um, you know, you get some good ones, bad ones, but somebody mentioned to me the resource of self-publishing um, on mm-hmm. Amazon through Amazon. It used to be Create Space when there was Kindle Direct Publishing, and that has helped okay. me a whole lot with the last two, three books that I've written. The process, I mean, is really, really useful. So I think that's a great tool, a great resource. Um, of course, editing, he'll work higher than mm-hmm. the editor because I cannot stress that enough. You know, because a lot of people, especially um, book readers and people that like to read in general, when they leave reviews, if you have a lot of mistakes in your book, and I don't like, well, me personally, I don't like to read books that has a lot of grammar errors. Cause it's no, 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 no. <laughs> so another resource, like I said, to have a professional editor. And sometimes you're going to have to invest in that. Mm-hmm. You, you know, some editors don't charge a lot. $50, 100 just depends. And it's really great to have. I invest in editors. So from an author point of view, of course, that's another great resource to have. And... I think that's about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was a, I was a <laughs> yeah. um first time I was in college, and I tutored English, and that that was, I thought back then, like I don't even know how I got involved with this, but um, I've seen over the last <clears throat> two decades, uh, it has helped me tremendously because now uh, I'm a beta reader for a couple of authors, and right. um the one thing that I detest is to open the book and on page one, that I count out 17 grammatical errors, you know, off yeah. top. Now, I'm a, oh like, I, I, I don't know, my eyes hone in on everything that is wrong. Me too. From, you know, um, the point of view from the grammatical errors, from putting mm-hmm. the comma with a semicolon, yep. you know what I mean? I get <laughs> every single thing. So um, that is very important to have yes. an editor, and if you have to invest in yourself, well, mm-hmm. hell, I mean, yeah. at some point, you need to invest in yourself. You can't just piggyback off of, you know, um, oh, I sold three books today, you know, I'm going to pocket this money. No, that money needs to go in places that are going to help you yes. to become you a get. better, you know what I mean, a better writer or a better musician or whatever it is yes. that your career path is. It's going to help you become better at what you do because you don't want to stay mediocre. You don't want to stay, you know, complacent, be right there, I'm good right here. No, you don't want to do that. So if Mm -mm. you have to invest, then do so. Please do so because people like me will talk about you. I'll talk about you. I'm not giving you a good review when your shit is garbage. Yep, exactly. (laughs) You know? I did that that recently. Yeah. Yeah, I had a book (laughs) I read, and I won't mention all the names because I don't want to put them on place. But, um... I read, I mean, from the, I mean, each page has so much errors, and I was taking my pencil, and I was marking, yes. you know, correcting stuff. I'm like, the whole book, it, I mean, it, it really yes. just threw me off. And I gave a really yeah. detailed, you know, review. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that's an editor, because I don't think that person, she said she had an editor, but apparently, nah, no. Because um, <laughs> so from the wording, the grammar, from the... The uh, language and everything. The, I don't know how she. Uh, I don't know. I'm like Lord Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's important. I do understand. Definitely. 
If you're just tuning in, you're live right here on Two Lit Tuesdays on Indie Fire with Nakia and my special, special guest, uh, Patrice Rivers. I'm going to give her a moment just to catch her breath, and we're going to jump right into this Let This Beat thing by the Jamaican Princess of Pop, Yashay. Apologies for acting rude, for acting shy I'm usually collected, but with you I can't see why I act stupid, I'm so stupid I'm on the to speak pain to you Cause I can't be straight when I'm with you So I'm on the to speak pain Till I hear my own ring Till you scream at my thing Drunk in love, I'm Yo, what's good? It's your boy Jerusalem from the Scarfella Music Group, and you on the air with the hottest station, Andy Fire. Andy Fire. With your host, Lil Timmy and Nakia, right here, right on the here, station, right here, right all the hottest hip hop hits, Andy Fire. Andy Fire. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. If you're just tuning in, you're live right here on Two or Tuesdays. With uh, Nakia on Indie Fire and our special guest Patrice Rivers. Jumping right back hey. into this interview. Uh, <laughs> how would you measure success in your role as as CEO, as owner um, of that Rivers Girl brand? How do you measure your success? Well, I measure my success. Um, well, I, actually, as an author, basically given my audience what they want, you know, and that's, of course, books that, like I said, I've been blessed with this gift, and I just want to be able to use it. You know, every book that I publish, every interview that I that I do um, for magazines, I feel successful, you know, for each one. And I know that my purpose here on Earth and my goal is to be that storyteller through my books and through interviews. But being an author foremost, that's just number one for me. And each book that I publish is just another successful accomplishment. So 
basically working hard towards what I want to do, what I'm, you know, good at, working towards new visions, new goals, and actually completing them. You know, that's how I measure success. How do you feel that you can make your company better? Well, I can definitely make my company better. Um, having more engagement, engagement rather. Um, the marketing, and uh, it stresses marketing, promotion, I can definitely use more help in that area. Um, of course, I can promote all I want on social media, but, of course, you can't make people, you know, buy your product, your services, and buy your book or whatever. So if I can just engage more, with my followers, engage more with my audience, I think it will make my brand, my business better. And I guess things will go more smoother. Because without the engagement, you know, then, of course, your audience, your followers, they're not going to know exactly what you're doing. Instead of selling, you know, a lot of people sell all the time, just, you know, do things differently, like, ask questions or what are your goals this week, just kind of engage more with your followers. So I'm trying to do that more this year. Mm-hmm. So so with engagement, um, describe how you currently foster stronger business-to-consumer relationships. Basically to um, try to consume relationship um, with other people instead of asking them all the time, okay, do you want to buy this, buy that? Just kind of look into what they're doing and liking their posts. I'm not saying I like every single post, but comment and, you know, just a little bit of encouragement. So I'm trying to do that more because I get all different types of followers. Um, About daily, every other day, I would say. And just trying to engage with them or network with them introducing yourself to them. So I need to do that more as we speak. And it's just all about the engagement. I I think that's so important. So, again, I'm still still on engagement. Um, Does your company help out in the community um, where you're located? NVA. Actually, my company, I want to do more with my own in my hometown. I tried that in the past. And um, things backfired for me, you know, trying to network with different people locally. Mm-hmm. That definitely backfired. Um, not saying that everybody, of course, in my area um, is um, bad, but I'm just trying to get out of that mindset because my audience, you know, is mainly in other places besides Virginia, but uh, I know there are some good people, good entrepreneurs and things in the community that I need to revisit. It's just that one bad experience just kind of knocked me down. So uh, I yeah. do want to be involved in my community as far as, of course, covering stories right. or site or, you know, just, you know, covering stories like the news. Um, that's one of my goals. But like I said, trying to find the right, you know, people, organization here in VA. So, that's what I want to do. Just, yeah. Sounds good. Now, I know about the magazine because I stalk people. When I find out they're going to be on the show, you know, that's that's like that's a huge opening for me to go and stalk yeah. all their social media and find everything oh, yeah. out about them. Um, but yep. for my listening <laughs> audience who may not have had the opportunity to log onto the website, um, talk about Black Stardom Magazine. Okay. Well, this is my second magazine, actually, um, the first one, Fuse. Um, I was doing it every month. It was a lot of hard work, so I had to shut that down after about three and a half years. But with Black Stardom, I kind of waited a little bit until to see if I really wanted to start another magazine, um, so I did. Of course, I'm going to research names and trying to find something that fits. Um, Black Stardom um, is directed towards African-Americans. That are business owners, entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. authors, any artists, you know, in different genres, you know, industries. And basically that magazine highlights um, people of color that's doing good in their community that has 
um, a new business or they just release a new book to put some shine on them independently. Um, of course, we hear about celebrities all the time, and, and that's cool and everything, but I want to focus more on independent, you know, artists right. and independent business owners to give them a platform to share their story. Because, you know, sometimes a lot of things are lacking in African-American communities. I, w- I definitely wanted to create something for them, you know, for African-Americans. So that's, you know, the reason why I um, named it Black Stardom. Of course, black, I just kind of changed the spelling of it. And stardom, of course, you know how you hear about celebrities and everything, they're always in the spotlight. So, of course, stardom just kind of came to, you know, so um, no one else had that platform, that name. So I kind of bought the um, domain on WordPress and kind of, you know, went from there. So the magazine is published, like, and print maybe about three times a year. I'm trying. I'm not trying to do it every month and kill myself right, right, like my right. last magazine. So <laughs> just kind of spreading out and you know just kind of bring more exposure for African Americans and minority in their business. Yeah, you learn from trial and error. Um, yeah. But if you see that <laughs> something that you're passionate about then right. you're not going to let it go. You're going to figure out a way to make things work. So I, I mm-hmm. salute you on that, on that right there. Thank you. Um, most definitely. Um, what's the last thing that you learned? The last thing I learned. Whew, let's see. Let me backtrack. Oh, gosh. Not to trust everybody because <laughs> I'll give you a prime example. Like I said, dealing with people on social media, you deal with a whole lot of people. And people will, you know, they're email, they'll email you about business. Um, I had someone recently, actually, they was interested in purchasing um, a feature for my magazine with a client. And, you know, I use, of course, PayPal and Cash App, but she didn't have Cash App, so we did PayPal. But anyways, um, I never had an issue with anybody using, you know, sending me money through PayPal for professional reasons. And of course, make a long story short, she wanted to call me a scammer, call me, I mean, just really turn the table. Oh my! Because I never had an issue with people, like I said, paying me through PayPal. It was under, I'm not sure how she paid it or how what button she hit on her end, but I mean, it was independent balance. But it wasn't directly in my PayPal balance. So I'm not sure. Like, she really opened up a case towards me. You know how that goes, the claims on her PayPal. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I didn't even do anything. So lesson learned, kind of do your research on people before you do business with them. Uh, I've been, you know, dealing with that a whole lot. Uh, a few times this year, last year, I don't know what it is. I don't know if my luck is bad. I, I don't know. But... Just be careful who you um, you know, work with, and do your mm-hmm. research. But that was a stressful moment for me. Like really, I was just, you know, frustrated. I, I can feel you know. on that right there. Yeah. I, I had a. It's not a. I won't even say a similar incident, but it didn't involve money at all. But we had a guest on the show. We had a young lady who was supposed to appear on the show last year, mm-hmm. and um, typically word of mouth and promo speaks for itself. I don't go to nobody yeah. and ask them to be on the show. Um, mm-hmm. You see promo or you heard somebody on the show, and now you want the opportunity to be on the show. Um, right. So he confronted, you know, us. She wanted to be on the show. You know, we got the little promo going. She got the little promo package or whatever. And the night of the show, she didn't show up. Oh, Lord. And so I didn't know that, you know, I didn't know something had happened or, you know, I'm, I'm messaging her like, you know, hey, what's going on? What happened? Well, she blocked me and she blocked my call oh, as my God. well. What? So That's I'm crazy. Saying, well, what? You know, what? What happened? Why did why, why yes, she block me? She needs to be on the show. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it wasn't crazy. until like later on that night, like I got like seven different Instagram accounts. All right. So I went to her page wow. from another account and she's right. talking crazy trash about us, you know. She what? was like, you know, yeah, yeah, I was there for the interview. They didn't even show up. They didn't even have the, you know, the courtesy of letting me know what was going on oh my or whatever. God. 
Yeah, I had to drag her on on social media because that's just me. Oh I had God. to drag her. And I had to let her know. You know, you need to be real. You, you got all these fans yeah. and these followers to let them know that no, you flaked on us. It wasn't the other way around. So yeah, I, when I say that's I do crazy. research on people now, I really oh, yeah. research people because I don't yeah. I don't have a problem talking the whole show. My followers know that I'll talk a whole show, but I promote you. You know what I mean? And right, you, you do this. But no, no, that's just cause. You know, it would be one thing if you've been on the show in the past or if you actually knew us and yeah. we might have done something derogative or said something derogative, but I don't show that side of me, you know, on social media. I keep it professional. So I don't even, yeah. I, don't, I have no idea where that came from. So, Lord. yeah, that was my lesson. You know, you need to research your people and your people yeah. need to research the people. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. when it's time for you, everything is good. I ain't had no problems since then. Nope. Wow. Yeah, because I don't want people ask me questions about my services because I promote it anyway on my my page, my Instagram. You know, I'd be glad for the business, you know, but I don't mind people researching me. But that incident, like, to call me a scam, like, really? I never had this issue, like I said, through PayPal through since 2016. You know, I've been using PayPal since 2009, so... I never had an issue with someone sending me a payment, and you write this long message that I'm, I'm professional, and no. And then the funny thing and the sad part sometimes that a lot of people that you have mutual friends with, whether it's on Instagram or mm-hmm. whatever, they believe it. And right, so that's another right. issue I have. <laughs> so, like, who are you going to believe? Like, that just makes, I don't know. I'm trying to stress about it, but it, it, it's crazy at times. It's just Sometimes hard to ignore it, and sometimes I don't know. So, so that was that was your lesson learned. Yeah. So what is the last thing that What's the last thing that you taught somebody else? Whew. Dang, I don't remember teaching them. Um. Well, I can say for as far as publishing for new authors, um, that I taught was, of course, well, actually, okay, a great example, my coworker. Because he um, writes books, and I'm trying to teach him how to self-publish because he never did self-publishing before. So, of course, I want to be able to teach him, which I'm in the process now um, when we link up, to teach him how to properly self-publish a book. It's a few steps, but it's real easy, simple. It's free. It don't cost nothing. You can set up your own, uh, um, your own cover through cover creator or have somebody, you know, professionally do it. And also your prices, you can make up your own prices for ebook or the paperback. So teaching him, and I love teaching new authors and old authors how to self-publish their book. Because sometimes choosing a traditional publishing company, you know, it can be tricky. It can be a lot of money for one or two, fraud. You know, I dealt with the fraud part, you know, for my one of my children books, so dealing with that, so that was a lesson learned with that. But yeah, self-publishing is a great thing you know to do. So teaching him as an author and other people how to self-publish. So yeah, that was actually today. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> All right. So so with that being said, um, what piece of advice can you offer? Um, or can you give to someone who is just starting out as an entrepreneur, is just starting mm-hmm. out as an author, um, just graduated college, you know, mass communications and journalism, um, you've been right. in this for a minute. What piece of advice could you offer this individual? You know, they listen to this show, they hear this interview, you know, they follow you on IG but never ask questions that they wanted to ask. Right. Um, what could you say to that person right now? Well, the first thing, just to ask yourself this question do I really want to do this? Is this really what I want to do? Because once you hit, once you answer that question, yes, you know, it's a lot of things, you know, steps to follow. Of course, you know, be passionate about it. A lot of times we do things, but we're not passionate about it because we see other people doing it. Um, create your own lane. Um, create a brand or your business, you know, that's unique from others. And a lot of times it may be similar, but ask yourself, what things can I offer, what services or products can I offer to other people? Who Who is my target audience? But like I said, don't don't give up. 
that's a lot of times I wanted to give up over the years because I felt like people weren't buying my books. And especially when I published my first book back in 2012, I really felt the heat because I felt like I was competing against other authors. They were best-selling authors. Um, They've been on the best author seller list on Amazon and stuff. I felt, you know, kind of depressed with that. But like I said, if it's a passion, if you're really passionate about being an author, being a writer, or writer in general, then you're going to keep going. You're going to keep doing it no matter what. So that was a learning, a stepping stone for me. And even though I'm still kind of dealing with it, but I have to remind myself, why am I doing it in the first place? If it's a definite passion, you got to keep going, especially if it's a purpose, if it's a gift by God, you got to keep going. you got to keep going, keep focused, um, know your audience, and ask questions. If you don't have a mentor, if you can't get a mentor, you know, that would be great, too. Just ask mm-hmm. a lot of questions. And just keep going, you know. That's that's good information. That is excellent information right there. Um, and even once you get established, never mm-hmm. stop asking the questions. Yeah. Um, you know, continue, continue to build upon the brand that you first started. Again, don't stay right. in that complacent position. You know, you have to be working um, for something bigger than what you accomplished right. yesterday. And then the exactly. next day and then the next day. You know what I'm saying? Every day your goals should be a little higher than what they were the previous day. Um, so that you yourself can get in that Black Stardom magazine. All right? So I'm cheering for yeah. you. Whoever you are listening, I'm cheering for you right now. <laughs> Definitely. This is the part of the show where I give you the opportunity. It's the worst part of the show. It's time to say goodbye. But it's the time of the show when I give you the opportunity to go ahead and get all of your contact information out for those who are listening live, for those who may come back and listen to the playback show on one of our various different platforms. You know, if they're interested in um, being placed in the magazine, um, if they're interested in, you know, your information in regards to self-publishing, you know, um, if they want to get you on their show, on a speaking engagement, this is the opportunity for you to get all your social media contact information out now so that they can link up with you. All right, so you can um, connect with me Instagram um, that Rivers Girl Brand, and of course Rivers is a Z, not an S, and Girl with the U, not an I. So that Rivers Girl Brand on Instagram. Um, definitely, you can check out my website PatriceRivers.com. That's P-A-T-R-I-C-E-R-I-V-E-R-S. Um, it has everything on my website, so you can click on different links. Um, my magazine, um, Black Stardom, it's B-L-A-Q, Stardom. Um, you can find that on WordPress, but the website is blackstardommag.com. Um, you can check out my books on Amazon, um, Patrice Rivers, my name. And I think that's what it is. But if you, mainly if you go to my website, patricerivers.com, everything is up there. My book links, the link to my book, um, my new book, you can pre-order it still, comes out on Monday, July 8th. Also, um, my magazine, everything is on my website. So I have different menus you can click on and check out everything. My writing samples, everything. So, yeah, there you go. So I hope to connect with you, network with you. I'm excited. Awesome. So if you did not catch all of them, I hope you did not um, – I'm sorry, if you didn't miss all of them, I hope you caught some of them. There we go. Uh, make sure that you're connecting <laughs> with her on, on IG, again, on um, both websites. Um, all the questions you need to ask, um, I'm sure she got an FAQ section. If not, confront her one-on-one and ask her. Don't sit out there in the, in the wide open and just be dumbfounded and clueless. Uh, at some point, you got to swallow your pride and ask questions. All right, I'm learning that. I'm learning to do that. I really am. Because uh, this is very stressful having to do all of this alone now. So I am swallowing a little bit of my pride and starting to ask questions. Make sure you're following this show, Andy Fire, on all social media platforms. That's E-N-D-I-E-F-I-Y-A. Make sure you're following me, the girl in motion, on all social media platforms. That's G-R-L-N-M-O-T-I-O-N. As you all know, last month was Black Music Month, right? Every day we spotlighted an artist or musical contribution. On the last day of the month, we chose to spotlight all of the independent artists who have been on the show. 
So take the time to go over to www.indiefireradio.com. Click on galleries, and you'll see all of the artists um, and the literary artists, the business owners who have been on the show the past three seasons. Yes, July 17th, we celebrate three years here. It's going to be a huge show on the 16th with my former co-host, Delshawn Mays, uh, live right here in the studio with me. No show this coming Thursday because it's the 4th of July. You know, we don't do holidays. So we'll be back here on next Tuesday, the 9th of July with somebody. I don't I don't know. I don't have the calendar. But just be here. Don't worry about it. Just be here. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And as always, I want to leave you with a quote. Music produces a kind of pleasure, which human nature cannot do without. That's Confucius. Until next Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Patrice, thank you so much. Uh, for thank being you here so much for having me. Thank you. You're you are welcome. so very welcome. Once you're on the show, you're family, so you're welcome back at any time. Oh, thank you. That feels so special. You're welcome. <laughs> so until 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time next Tuesday, have a good night.